Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Uh, it could be the end of the road coming soon. That's what it could be. Ugh. Another really, 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 really disappointing performance for the Commanders on Sunday. Ah, oh, man. At MetLife Stadium. Just can't figure that team out no matter how good, bad, or indifferent they are. And they've been a little bit of both over the years. And uh, one guy who used to go toe-to-toe, head-to-head with Big Blue was Jay Gruden. And he's with us here as he is each and every Monday right around this time. On air and off the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters. And Ted Britt Chevrolet and Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at Ted Britt dot com uh jay good afternoon how are you uh what is it about the new york giants that the commanders by any other name cannot figure out <laughs> I, I don't know i know that uh they couldn't figure out a protection plan yesterday against wink yeah i mean wink the defensive coordinator yeah. brought it and brought it often and uh they had no answer so Let's start there um, because they did make some adjustments. I thought they brought in some extra, you know, bulk in the second half. They only allowed one sack and one intentional grounding in the second half compared to the five sacks and the countless pressure in the first half. A, is that what you saw? Um, and 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 B, what in the hell would take you that long to make that kind of an adjustment against that defensive coordinator, that identity and scheme, and and also by the way, a really talented defensive line. It's not like they're playing with tiddlywinks on the defensive line. No, they have a good defensive line. I mean, they won a lot of games last year with that group, and and they were uh, very effective. And then you throw in the variety of blitzes that you see whether they're an empty they got the empty automatics they got the five down looks and they're bringing two others and uh just confused washington all day so you know they did try to bring in some big guys and, and do some more max protection get sam out on the edge a little bit which was really their only answer the little quarterback half rollouts was their only answer but other than that you know that it was just a it was uh it was not a good day for pass protection watchage <laughs> and and no doubt i mean it was ugly on tv it was ugly at metlife stadium i mean by any account um the pressure at early jay came it seemed like up the middle and then they started corner blitzing and then cave thibodeau off the edge warmed up uh and others um 
again, I know it's not this simple. I know you've told me this. I've figured it out. I've asked. Coaches don't make adjustments just at halftime. They make adjustments as you go along. Is there any way that anybody on that offensive staff down in Washington on the sideline couldn't have thought in the first half, hey, something's not right here. We're not doing something good here. Let's not make any adjustments. Or do you think they recognized it and just for whatever reason were hoping that they could snap out of it? Well, the issue was it's, it was different pressures, and Wink does a good job of having different pressures that out of out of same looks. You know, the five down looks they'll bring a linebacker, they'll bring a linebacker in safety, they'll bring they'll drop the linebackers and then just rush four. So they really confused them. There's not really an answer. You can max protect, but then they rush four. They 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 play man underneath your receivers. You got nowhere to go. That happened a couple times as well. So it's just you know, center had a, Nick Gates had a rough day. Uh, he's letting stunts come right up the middle. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, edge pressure coming right off the edge for poor Sam. Sam had nothing. I mean, Sam missed a couple throws early in the game that he should have hit, like just a hitch he throws over the guy's head and another out route he throws in the dirt. But he had no chance uh, for for majority of the time in the first half and third quarter. Right. As you and I have talked, and obviously everybody has weighed in different opinions, I, I felt before, uh, meaning before yesterday, that Sam could have done more. Yesterday, it didn't. To your point, it didn't feel like that live. Now I've watched, you know, the all twenty-two and all that crap, and I'm not a coach, obviously, like you have been. Um, so you're saying essentially the same thing that I walked away live with, which was, he, it really didn't seem like there was a lot he could do. Maybe there was, but may, it didn't seem like that. So it's good to have that perspective, obviously, that you're providing. Um, could they? All right, let me ask you this. You know I like to run the football. Uh, Jay, they're, they're, they're throwing the football at about a 72%, 73% clip when you count the dropbacks, the sacks, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 not the scrambles, you know, because those are called pass plays, so on and so forth. It's about a 73-27 split. It, I mean, should they be doing so- – I know that's elementary and you can't break it down as simple as that, but doesn't something seem wrong about that, I guess? Yeah, it does. Uh, something seems wrong. They need to get a tight end that can block. That'll help. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to hurt somebody. He's just getting uh, bamboozled in the running game, and mm. they got to get another tight end there to, in there to block to have a chance in the running game. Otherwise, you got to block, you know, five offensive linemen against six most of the time. You're not going to have any holes. You know, you got to run RPOs all day, and and uh, those aren't working too well for him either. And, and linemen are having trouble getting up to the next level. They're not getting any movement at all. I can see why he would be frustrated and not be too confident in running the football, but right. when you can't pass protect either, I don't know what they're confident in. Um, so last week, Charles Leno had the unfortunate situation with his daughter. Uh, everybody has, you know, lots of, uh, of um, you know, sympathy for that situation. He wasn't great yesterday either. You mentioned Gates, obviously, from the very first series in his return to New York, struggled, Wiley struggled, what have you. Uh, it, was there a case in your mind, like if you were making the head coaching or offensive coordinator decisions, where you would have said at some point yesterday, you know what, we've got to put Cornelius Lucas, we got to put in a Ricky Stromberg, we got to do something just to change something up, besides ultimately some of the schematic stuff that we talked about that did change a little bit in the second half, meaning a personnel change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to try something because uh, there was absolutely nothing happening on offense and pass protection or in the running game. You know, you have 15, you have one for 15 on third down, something, mm-hmm. something's up. And they're not third down 
not many of them were third and less than four. You know, you had a couple of those. They failed on those two. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're in third and eight and nine every time, then you got to against Wink Martindale and they're stunting and twisting and guys can't get off and, and pick up their guy. It is a night where you got to try something or somebody. You tweeted at coach underscore Jay Gruden at coach underscore Jay Gruden how you can follow uh, our guest on the BetQL guest hotline Jay Gruden uh, each and every Monday just past two thirty. Giants look like the eighty five Bears now. Obviously, I mean that's a little hyperbole, but. We all knew that the Giants, again, had this talented defensive front. Deontay Banks on the back end looks like the real deal, even though Terry got him a couple of times in the second half. When you, like, teams want, or fans want to know why teams don't blitz more like Wink Martindale does, even with a talented defensive line. Is it because teams don't feel as confident in their guys on the back end that they can handle man, or is it just a, 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 a style and a personality and a DNA type thing? Uh, a little bit of both. Some people don't have the back end of blitz, and sometimes they can get pretty, uh, they, they can get confused with some of the different fronts and motions that you see, but Washington is pretty standard in their in their formation, so it's a little bit easier to blitz a team like Washington uh, because they're uh, they're not motioning and do a lot of the jet sweep stuff that confuses the defense. And they can either play man under, they can play a fire zone, a two deep fire zone, or three deep fire zone, or just play man and rush five. And they did that a lot mm-hmm. uh, with just five guys. But yeah, uh, it, it's it's in the DNA of some people. Some coaches are just ultra aggressive, and and you got to know that going in. I mean, right. you got to have some. You got to understand Wink Martindale is going to heat you up on, yeah. you know, third down. Yeah, because he's always done it, right? I mean, he's done it his entire career, certainly in Baltimore, and now with the Giants. I mean, maybe not to the degree that he did yesterday, where it seemed like they were just coming from every angle uh, and throwing everything up at them, uh, but the kitchen sink. But you know, uh, ultimately. Um, you know, they didn't figure it out fast enough. I think we can safely say that. Um, moving forward, um, well, you know, let, let me ask you this. The defense, I mean, they had two awful series. I mean, the Giants carved them up like a hot knife through butter, but then they shut them down for the most part after that. They got the key late turnover. What did you think about the commander's defense overall? I mean, Chase certainly looks spry. Um, and then you get a sprinkle of Montez and Duran and John Allen but again, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. It doesn't seem like it's enough for me, you know, with those four first-rounders on the front. You know, Chase got one sack. He was unblocked, and he had another good sack, and, and Montez had a good sack. But, you know, you, you can't give up, you know, almost 400 yards in New York Giants. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't been abysmal on offense all year. They got their backup quarterback playing. I know it's Ty Roddy. He's played a lot of football. They don't really have a receiving threat down the field. Hyatt is their speed guy. You know, he's going deep. You just got to play on top of him, and he got beat behind him twice. That can't happen. Uh, and, and Waller's really their only internal threat, and he has nine catches and a touchdown, you know, on third down and 15. Uh, you know, he just – the linebacker just freezes, and he runs right behind the linebacker right. for an easy touchdown, which is which is crazy. But what, know, Was, was that the Giants. right decision from Ron uh, – sorry to jump in just before I yeah. forget. Was that the right decision from Ron on third and five to accept the 10 – because, I mean, it makes sense to back an anemic offense up to third and 15, Jay, but, I mean, Waller just runs right down the middle, like you said, and just, hello, hi, I'm here, nobody's near me in zone. Am I, am I mistaken? Would it have been fourth and two? No, it went from third and five to fourth and fifteen. So if they would have declined the penalty, oh, if they would have declined the penalty, it would have been fourth and five from the. Uh, let me see here. It would have been fourth and five from the Washington five. So or fourth and goal from the five. Yeah, yeah. It would have been fourth and two or three. Yeah, I don't understand that one at all. 
I've never heard of that. Were yeah. they afraid they'd go for it? Because they're already in field goal range. The only time you take a penalty like that is if it's, you know, on their brink of field goal range. Like if they're at the 35 yard right, line and right. 40, you might back them up and get them out of field goal range. But right. the, but they're already in field goal range. Because that's it's a zero zero game at that point because Gano missed the early field goal, and so it's nothing nothing at that point. Yeah, um, force them to go for it on fourth and two. I mean, you got a great defense. Force them to go for it on fourth and two or kick the field goal from there. Well, again, so. it wouldn't even be fourth and two. If I'm not, if I'm doing my math, it would be fourth and five. If you decline the penalty on Tyrod, third and five. I think Tyrod scrambled for about a two or three yard gain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, it would have been fourth and three. Oh, right. You're, you're right, because the play would have counted. Uh, that's where I'm getting screwed. Yeah. My bad. My bad. You're yeah. right. You're, you're absolutely right. But you're saying still you should challenge them to go for that instead of third and 15. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. See, so yeah, I thought third and 15, I could live with that decision. If you, you know, like I hate when Jack you know, sends all sorts of pressure and goes crazy on third and 15, third and 17, which he's done a couple of times over the last few years, and they get burnt for it. But I would, you know, I'd take my chances at third and 15 against an anemic offense, and yet, but again, I need somebody to stick to the one guy they have or the one main weapon that they have. And and he just ran right down the seam, and boom, he was wide open. Either way, uh, we can debate forever. Would you trade Chase Young or Montez Sweat this week if you were the commanders? I probably would if you're not going to be able to sign them uh, both. you got to probably try to get something for them. If you can get a really good deal for them, I'd probably try to do it now instead of let them hit free agency and you just get a conditional pick. So right. the, the, you know what I mean? That, you know, that goes back to the old Kirk Cousins thing. We got a conditional yes. third and, and <laughs> could have got two ones or whatever it is. So you got to maximize your deal with a big talented guy, like either sweat or chase young for sure. And plus you get the picks. I mean, with Kirk, they didn't get the pick or you guys didn't get the picks until a year plus later. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the problem with the, um, with the, uh, not the supplemental draft, but the, um, uh, with with oh, the compensatory no, picks, picks yeah. with, with compensatory the compensatory picks, yeah. picks. Uh, it's a year later. Whereas if you trade one or both of them now, and my understanding is, and uh, you know, I'm not like calling any agents or anything. My understanding is they haven't even really begun any contract negotiations of any substantial amount with either one of them. And you know, um, if you haven't, they're represented by the same guy, and Chase is probably having the better year in terms of overall wow production than Montez, whereas you couldn't have said that five weeks ago, and yet here you are basically spinning your wheels at three and four with the deadline uh, coming up. Uh, Jay Gruden with us. Um, one or two more, if you don't mind. Um, you know, obviously at MetLife Stadium, so I didn't get to see around uh, the league. I, I assume the Patriots beating Buffalo in Foxborough probably stood out. Uh, how about the Ravens absolutely slaughtering the Lions? Yeah, Lamar is incredible. I mean, he he did it in dirty pockets, clean pockets. He was he was the Lamar of old. He's uh, now put himself in the MVP race if he continues to play like that. The Ravens are, uh, you know, they're 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 now one of the top teams in the AFC for sure. They're going to be battling with Miami and obviously Kansas City. Right. Um, and, and, and again, surprised by the Patriots over the Bills, or is it just, hey, man, Bill Belichick and their defense is still pretty good, and, and Mac figured out a way to make some plays? Winning on the road is tough, no matter who it is. Bill Belichick's defense is very difficult. It is definitely a surprise because I think Buffalo has a better team top to bottom. Uh, they, just, uh, got, they just got beat by a, you know, a team that was a little bit more hungry and uh, played pretty much turnover-free in that game. Those are the best offense they played. They have some major injuries. Ed Oliver didn't play, obviously. Yep. Milano's out for the year, and 
their best corners out for the year. Daquan Jones year, but, as well, Tredavious yeah, White. Yeah, like so they, have some, they have some key, key, key pieces yeah. missing on that defense, which yeah. makes it very difficult. No, you're right. Uh, one team that doesn't have a lot of key pieces missing is the Eagles. Uh, they Not that they shut down two in the Dolphins last night, but they did a good enough job uh, on them. And, you know, Darius Slay obviously comes away with a big interception. They completely you know, uh, stop the run or limit the run, I should say, for Miami. If you're Mike McDaniel and you're the Dolphins and Devin A-Chain ain't coming back for another couple of weeks, how do you make sure that that you keep that running game humming to complement Tua and so that it's not all on that offensive line, which is a little bit banged up? Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia did a great job, and I figured they would with their front four. They're, they're very good, and they can play zone and take some deep zone drops by their linebackers and make it tough on Tua. And that's what they did. They pretty much uh, they, they, they got pressure with four guys, and Philadelphia can do that. Not every team has that luxury. Some teams have to rush five and six and to try to manufacture pressure, but Philadelphia can do it with four and play different coverages to try to confuse Tua. So, yeah, it's a tough place to play in Philadelphia, and, and when their offense is rolling and, and possessing the ball, they're a tough team to beat too. That's the amazing thing. A lot of people think Philadelphia, and I know Desai is the new D.C., but even under Jonathan uh, Gannon, they didn't blitz a lot, right? People think of you know Jim Johnson and Jim Schwartz, you know who who won the Super Bowl as blitz, 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 blitz. Well, well that's not what these guys really do. I, I mean, Desai, I don't have as much of a handle on just yet. I I, I think he's a little more aggressive than maybe Gannon. Gannon was, but but they haven't blitzed a lot over the years, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, uh, like to your point, I mean, when you can line them up and play coverage, boy, it would be nice if you could actually depend on a bunch of defensive line thoroughbreds, right? It would be nice if you had yeah, that that's, consistently. That's what, I think that's what Washington's trying to rely on. They're just not getting the yeah. <laughs> I, I was being sarcastic, Jay. <laughs> All right, one last one that I got to bust your chops on because I, I think you were busting my chops. Maybe. Maybe I shouldn't give myself too much credit. Overnight I saw Dustin Hopkins had another incredible day. Must have been the ping pong table. Congrats. <laughs> was that a cheap shot on me? Or was well, that everybody just... Everybody who got on me for having a ping pong table in the locker room. Oh, it's too nice to the players. I mean... The Jaguars have a golf simulator in their locker room, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, but you know, I was just teasing a little bit, right? Maybe I was a little yeah, harsher than I should have been. A but... lot of people said that. Though. A lot of guys said that. Well, I was the leader in the clubhouse on that one because, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know me, I say some things over the top from time to time. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I sometimes I get a little crazy. All right, uh, Jay, talk to you next week. Thanks as always. Appreciate you. Uh, and like uh, check out Jay, of course, on Twitter uh, and uh, throughout the week. Uh, doing uh, various different podcasts, 33rd team and all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, all right? You got it. Thanks. There you go. That is Jay Gruden, uh, and he is brought to you by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Yes, indeed he is. If I could just pull up my read again because my phone sucks. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters. Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling All Home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Ron Rivera going to meet with reporters just a few moments in Ashburn. We'll bring that to you uh, next right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.